T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who's got a massive brain. Mike Florio. He used to be a lawyer, then he decided to take his talents to the internet. NBC Sports. I'm sorry I'm late. I was talking to Robert Kraft. Pro Football Talk. I wouldn't listen to some of those people out there, especially guys like Mike Florio. Mike Florio with Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. On a day the Bears are being the Bears the same as it ever was, we'll get the thoughts of Mike Florio. Pro Football Talk, who joins us now on the Circus Sports Illinois Score Hotline and twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. Well, we finally got some news, Mike, and it was a little bit of, of news, I guess, that the Bears are saying it's everything's mostly fine. Isn't that how it went, though, same as it ever was? David Byrne down the arm, mm-hmm. chop, 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 yep. letting the days go by. Uh, yeah, hey, Getting rid of the offensive coordinator is a big deal because now you got a coach who's going to be regarded as being on the hot seat. you got to find an offensive coordinator who's happy to be the offensive coordinator on whose shoulders everyone's employment is going to rest in 2024, just like Mike Martz in the final year of Lovey Smith. It's not an attractive job to do it that way. I'm not a big fan of half measures. Keep everybody or get rid of everybody. I think we just lost Mike. Wow. Kevin Warren was like, hey. You think so? Let's shut that down right now. That's what happened in his, in his office there. That, that, he has uh, the button. Kevin Phillips decided that he was going to. Why you got to do that to that man? That is not necessary. Why you got to do that to that man? Well, what that? happened to that boy? You don't know nothing about that, Sage. One of the job requirements should be that you know something about that. I think that's very important. I'm I'm not trying to be irrational here, but all right, we got we have Mike back, and Mike, you were just saying that uh, it's better to do it full bore, all or nothing, than do it in half measures. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because as you might have heard, remember this happened with Lovey Smith and Mike Martz, and Mike Martz was a guy that I think was not the first or second, third, fourth, or even fifth choice. It just becomes harder when so much pressure is placed on that new offensive coordinator to come in and figure everything out. So I I like the idea of giving Justin Fields another opportunity. I don't like the extra pressure that would be put on a Caleb Williams or a Drake May if Justin Fields is thrown overboard and goes elsewhere and does well. You get apples-to-apples comparisons. It's just too much to expect a young kid carry around. But, you know, I, I'm somewhat encouraged – 
and somewhat discouraged, and I'm not yet ready to assume that everything's over just because I just have a, I don't know, I don't have anything to base this on. I'm just not ready to assume everything's over, and I'm going to be interested to see what happens next. Mike, what have people told you or or what have you inferred about why the Bears kept Matt Eberflus or are reportedly keeping Matt Eberflus? Well, you know, you better be damn sure you're going to get somebody better than who you have. And there's always a chance you're going to get somebody worse. And you don't know who's out there and how much is it going to cost. And are we sure we can get the guy we really want? You know, I made this point earlier in the week. Jim Harbaugh's in play. And that's somebody that maybe the Bears would think about. I don't know how he gets along with Kevin Warren, dating back to their mutual time in the Big Ten. But you better be sure if you're going to make that move that you're going to get somebody who is going to come in and be as good or better than the coach you have. And it's not as if Matt Eberflus is, you know, taking the team by storm. But there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I think teams aspire to have continuity and stability. Sometimes you got to weather a short-term hiccup or, or doubt and just see where this is going. Because the reality is, down the stretch, the Bears were one of the best teams in the NFL. And at some point, you got to believe what you see, and you got to hope that maybe, even though they didn't close the deal by knocking out the Packers Week 18 like the Lions did a year ago, you got to hope that maybe it carries over into next year. Mike, I think one of the questions, though, I have about this is the same one you have. Immediately, I'm asking what it means for Justin Fields. And at the end of the day, he's going to get a new coordinator regardless. If he's here, he gets one. If he goes somewhere else, he gets one. And I'm with you. I think he succeeds in another system. Well, and here's the reality. If the new coordinator does a great job, that new coordinator is going to be a head coach. And then you got to find another coordinator. That's why I'm a a big fan in the modern NFL of hiring your offensive coach to be your head coach and tying him to the hip of your quarterback. So if things do go well, you don't have to worry about your coach leaving. So that that's, that's a bridge they crossed when they hired Matt Eberflus and other teams may do that this year too. I just think that to the extent that that coach quarterback relationship is critical to the team's success. I want to know that the guy who's running my offense isn't going anywhere if things go well. So if, if it works, that's what you got to worry about. If it doesn't work, then it's a hard reset. There's another possibility, too, that if that guy is really good at his job, depending on the kind of personality type and how much of a backroom politician that person is, that person could take your job after you hire him. And I, I don't know that Eberflus is insecure in that way to sort of say, hey, wait a second here, I'm not going to hire somebody who might outshine me. There's still a belief, what's it been, seven, eight years ago that that happened in Tampa Bay when yep. Lovey Smith got fired there and they hired Dirk Cutter, who had been the offensive coordinator and had worked well with Jameis Winston in Winston's first year on the job. And there was concern Cutter was going to end up being a coach somewhere else. So let's just make him the coach here. And, of course, Cutter gets very upset if you raise that possibility around him, as I've learned. But – that 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 is not a foreign dynamic and yeah now the problem is if the offense does well enough that you would want the offense coordinator to be the coach the team's going to be doing well enough so mm-hmm. look i there is something to be said for stability and continuity and they have shown something and let's just see what happens but but i am a firm believer in full measures and i would have been more comfortable with the idea 
of let's keep building this thing forward with Luke Getze there as the offensive coordinator instead of trying to go out and hire somebody else. Unless they're damn sure they know who they want and they know they can get him, I'd I'd have been more comfortable just staying the course with everyone back and let's see what we can do next year. Well, let me ask another question then. Whenever the press conference is, whether it's this afternoon or tomorrow, whatever that that gets announced, I would hope it's this afternoon, but I don't know, that what if, as as a full measure, and it would be something that I would disagree with, but it would be a full measure, if Ryan Poles says today, not only are we keeping Matt Eberflus, we are giving him a contract extension. That, that, that that's the move where they say we are so sure that he's the right guy that we are going to tell the NFL world and tell any of these prospective offensive coordinators and whoever our quarterback is going to be, this guy's not going anywhere. I'm not saying I'd agree with it. I'm saying I might throw up. I could see if you're if you really do believe it, if you really are committed to him to doing something like that makes it easier to get an offensive coordinator who has options, because even though you come in with a three year or a four year contract, and it's guaranteed if you leave, you really don't want everyone's hopes riding upon your performance. That's a little extra pressure that you'd rather not have. Give me a couple of years to get my system in place. And yeah, if Matt Eberflus has an extension. That does make it easier, I think, to get whoever their first choice would be at coordinator. Mike, what do you think the market is for Justin Fields? Depends on what happens with some of these other guys like Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson. Now, I fully expect the Broncos to cut Russell Wilson. The question becomes, what's it take to get him? There was a a thought early on after things went haywire a couple of weeks ago that he would just take the league minimum for his experience level of 1.2 million and stick the Broncos with the balance of the 39 million he's due to make next year, which makes him dollar for dollar, a very viable and attractive option. But cousins is going to be out there, you know, with fields, the reality is you have to give the Bears something to get him and you better be ready to pay him because he's entering the last year of his contract. The 50 year option decision is looming. You got to crunch those numbers and got to ask yourself, how much do we want to pay this guy? If we don't even have a chance to put him on the field and see what he can do. So, it, it just depends on a bunch of factors. Who's looking for a quarterback? How desperate is a team that enters the draft looking for a quarterback in round one, doesn't get the guy they want, and then between the end of round one and the start of round two, there's like an 18-hour gap. Does somebody come forward with a deal then because they didn't get the guy they wanted? So it's a very living, breathing, organic reality that's based on how many teams are looking for quarterbacks, what the evaluators out there thought of Justin Fields coming out of the draft, what they think of him now, what their other options are, whether they think they can get this guy, whether they get that guy. So I don't think there's a a set price you can put on it. It's going to be driven by, at the end of the day, how many teams out there are actively pursuing Justin Fields, how many want him, and whether or not the Bears can can create a little bit of an idea that, you know, they're thinking about keeping him too. If it looks like you're going to get rid of him, it it makes it harder to get – a a big premium in exchange for his contract. I also want to ask you this, Mike, when you heard the news about Luke Getze being fired, did you have a name that popped into your mind as to who would be a decent offensive coach candidate or offensive coordinator? I didn't. Somebody who's like a head coach you think is always the best. That's what I always go to is like a head coach possibility. Well, I mean, there's no one who came to mind by way of a coordinator that you would bring in. You know, we know the usual suspects, the names are out there. Guys who are available often are available for a reason. You know, is that something Josh McDaniels would want to do? 
he's out there. And there's been some chatter about him lining up assistance for an offensive staff. Not that he's going to be a head coach, but to the extent that an opportunity arises to be an offensive coordinator, he'll have his ducks in a row and he can swoop in. I'm not saying he's the guy, but that's one of the names out there. There are going to be names out there. The question is, is there somebody out there that has worked with a quarterback like Justin Fields who can get the most out of a guy like Justin Fields, who has a good plan for getting the most out of Justin Fields? And it's funny, I've talked to Tony Dungy about this. When he was interviewing offensive coordinators at one point, and he had work done in Mike Allstott, and, you know, a coordinator candidate says, well, I'm just running my system. You know, what are you going to do offense? I'm going to run my system. Well, what about work done in Mike Allstott? Well, they'll either fit the system or they won't. I mean, the better way is to come in with a plan. Here's how we get the most out of this talent that you have at quarterback. We're not going to fit a square peg into a round hole and make him fit my system. I'm going to design a system for him, and I think that's the best guy, whatever the name. The best guy is somebody who has a plan for a system that gets the most out of Justin Fields. Mike, I have to do this even though it makes me feel a little gross, and that is talk about what was coming out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth yesterday when we were waiting to hear the next chapter of whatever this this whole thing is over at that company. It's it, it's not funny anymore. It's not really entertaining, and I don't know if it ever was funny. It's bizarre. It's discomforting, and it's unfortunate that I don't know if he believes what he's saying, but this sort of garden variety warped QAnon Newsmax stuff coming out of him. It's like he's just repeating talking points from the fringes. And because he's Aaron Rodgers, it's platformed in a way that it wouldn't otherwise be. And it's it's really kind of nasty. By the way, McAfee said this morning that Aaron Rodgers would not be back for the rest of the football season. Well, I think yesterday was his last one anyway. Right. It was his last one anyway. It's the end of the football season. The arrangement's over. So that's not really punitive. He's just not going to be back. And I think that McAfee studying his body language, listening to his questions, you know, I think he's starting to realize that maybe this thing is going beyond where it needs to go, dredging up all the COVID stuff. Nobody wants to talk about that anymore. Wherever you were on it, vaccine, no vaccine, mask, no mask. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to think about it. Yes, it's still out there, but we've kind of accepted it, and life is easier if we're not dragged down by discussion and debate about it. We've got enough crap to worry about right now than what happened four years ago with COVID. But that's right where Rodgers went yesterday. When he got back into a corner by Jimmy Kimmel, let's relitigate COVID for 10 minutes. And then let's get into it again when McAfee makes a joke about Rodgers saying, He was immunized when he was trying to mislead reporters who asked him point blank, are you vaccinated? He's back at that all over again. And, you know, the thing with Kimmel and Rogers is just smart enough to think he's smarter than he is, if that makes any sense. He tried to reframe his beef with Kimmel in a very deft way that a lot of people might not catch because you really have to think about what he's saying. But. He justified what he said last week when he made the comment that there's a lot of people who are concerned about that list, including Jimmy Kimmel. He went back and reframed why Jimmy Kimmel made fun of him in February of 2023. And Rogers comes at it now from the perspective of Kimmel thought I was crazy to say there's a Jeffrey Epstein list, which isn't what Kimmel said. Kimmel thought Rogers was crazy to suggest that. UFO sightings were being publicized as a distraction 
from the Jeffrey Epstein list. That's why Kimmel thought he was a wacko. And Rogers views it as a win that there is a list. And that's why Jimmy Kimmel was going to be upset, not because he's on it, but because it even exists. That's his way of trying to get out of this minefield that he dropped himself into last week. And it would have been easier to just say, I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. I said something I shouldn't have said, and I'm sorry. That would have made his segment about things a lot more interesting than 20 minutes of COVID talk. Yeah, I I unfortunately feel like that's a playbook that is uh, established and used by others frequently. I do want to get to a wild card question. What's the DEFCON level in Philly? Because they're acting like they've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Well, I can't remember a team limping more desperately into the postseason than the Eagles to go from 10-1 and one to 1-5. One and five. And there's just bad vibes, bad body language. Nick Sirianni seems to be like he did a press conference last week video, and it was like a hostage tape. I, I, you don't sense confidence. When, when there was a report over the weekend from Jay Glazer that A.J. Brown had a team meeting and said, we have to believe in our coaches, that implies they aren't believing in their coaches, which is a separate problem. I, I don't think Sirianni's on the hot seat, but if they lose in ugly fashion on Monday night to the Buccaneers, a team that is not regarded as a powerhouse in the NFC, and you got guys like Mike Vrabel out there, not that Vrabel would go to the Eagles, but we all assume Vrabel's just going to end up with New England. Sims and I were talking about this today, and we started identifying some other potential destinations, like the Steelers, if Mike Tomlin would decide he's had enough, like the Chiefs, if Andy Reid retires after this season, which is a not 0% possibility, like the Eagles, if they would say, hey, you know, this guy took 91 different players, 91 different players on his roster in 2021, and he was the one seed in the AFC. So I, I, I think that if it goes badly on Monday night, who knows what happens with the Eagles? But, you know, at a minimum, if they lose on Monday night, Nick Sirianni's on one of the hottest seats entering 2024, even though he's less than two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance. Mike, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. That is Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, profootballtalk.com. Uh, in the next segment, I want to see if I can make Dan feel better about options at offensive coordinator. Ooh. How about I order some Starbucks for us all? Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Actually, Mitch is buying. He just oh, let yeah. us know. Oh, then let's load what? up. Oh, now really? Dan, Dan will actually order now. Dan I know, I know what Dan wants. Egg bites, done. But he won't get them if, like, Lawrence or I offer to pay for it, which I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand that either. What if I compared it to a Luke Getze pass? Bacon you... and cheese egg bites. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Dan right, so says we'll... they just taste better when Mitch buys them. I get that. <laughs> no, it's definitely better when your boss buys. There's there's no doubt about that. But we'll get into it. Yep. I just want to I want to put a list together okay. and see if any of the names make Dan feel better about this move. It, it, but that's still small potatoes. It's still it's still not it, it's we're, we're, hey, that, we can talk about it in a second. We got a break. But that's already stipulating to the lack of vision. I, that's another so obviously we won't be doing the next segment cuz it's not going to make him feel Wish better. Wish offense, baby. Let's go. Back after this on the score. Yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Oh, yeah, I love Luz. Smart, he's innovative, uh, he, he listens to his players, uh, he trusts his gut and he trusts his players, man. So, yeah, I love to see Flus Black. I'd love to see Flus Black, that too. That would be well, he That already would be hilarious. Of, he already does kind of sound like a brother from Baltimore, doesn't he? Well, he he's definitely doing his best Terrence Howard impersonation, man. <laughs> man. Okay, man. That's it, a little more he, Memphis. By the way, that please hang on to that. Man. That we'd like to see Matt Eber Flus Black. <laughs> please. <laughs> I need to hear that again because now, now I'm in. Man. Now, now I think I mean, if that's as long as he doesn't do blackface. No, no, no. But if that's if that's the big change, if he goes on finding his roots and finds out that he's you know ten percent sub-Saharan African, right? If that's the reveal, that'd that be he's, great. That, that, that somewhere back Mang. in the Eberflus tree is a Dinka tribesman. Man, yeah, man. Then, then we're down. That's great. Yeah, I love Seafood's black. Don't worry about me. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, so Dan, we, 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 we understand your point of you wanted something else. Unfortunately, that's not what you have. So I'm going to try and make the best out of what is possible. Let's go, man. That's right, man. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. throw some names at you. And I, okay, well, I'll throw the names at Layla. Layla, what do you think? I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a pirate. Sometimes you just have to let them have You won't get your, your egg bites if you don't participate. Fine. Wait, I don't get egg bites if I don't... That's right, Dan. Yeah. yeah somebody else will buy the coffee. And That's then right. Know. Then we're going to have someone Strangely else. choose something different. Yeah. So fine. Okay, fine. As long as I get my egg bites. You better give me the egg bites. They better be hot. They're really well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can assure that they're going to be hot. I'm going to throw a wall banger of a tantrum. Stop it, both of you. What is the question? Not a question. I'm just wanted to throw out some names and sure. see if that would help Dan feel better. Okay, let's do it. Now okay. we're not even football people. Dumb, bad, dumb, bad, old. We're we're not bad. even Greg Roman. I'd consider it. See, oh, we're but, already but, making but progress. That's if you're keeping fields. No, but wouldn't you want him for Caleb Williams too? Mm, probably. 
Can we just say quarterback X? We don't necessarily know that they want Williams. It could be. It, it could May. be Drake May, but I would be very disappointed in them if it was Drake May. I would Yikes. have. I would have questions about who's actually running the team, and I think we'd all know at that point, maybe. But. Frank Reich. And remember, it's very important to note, Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud. Correct. Not Bryce Young. I think that is a a an arrow in his quiver. And they traded away McCaffrey and D.J. Moore, and their offensive line sucked. What if I said Cliff Kingsbury? No. Where's Why not? I can't believe I'm the one saying this. He's in. He's, he's at USC. USC. I'm pro Cliff Kingsbury, but not him in town. I can he have a nice enough house? Show here? me offensive coordination at the college level that you feel like is sustainable because you haven't yet in a major conference with major competition like the Big Ten. I haven't seen enough out of Cliff Kingsbury that says he belongs in the NFL again. Okay, fair enough. But offensive mind, we would all agree. Yeah, he's not my head coach. Yeah. And 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 he's worked with a quarterback that has similar skill set to either the of the two people people suspect that you would have playing quarterback. Frankly, for you. Lincoln Riley hasn't proven enough to me at USC yet to to give him any votes, you know? Why? Well, I, I mean, that whole, Lincoln Lincoln Riley's got the best job on the planet. He does, but that whole outfit if you want to start promoting people from it, I have questions. But at least Cliff Kingsbury has played in and worked in the NFL before. Yeah. He I is mean, game planned in the NFL. I like Cliff Kingsbury overall. I just want to see I just want to see more out of the USC contingent right now. Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Hey, like this is nothing inspires. But but my point, like I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to inspire you. I was just trying to prove to you that there there are guys that are well thought of that are available, and just because they don't have a job doesn't mean that they can't do the job. That's what I mean about Greg Roman. And Roman might just be the guy that's going to get you to the next thing. But Roman is also a guy that doesn't want to be a head coach, so that worry you can put aside too. Just and just for you and for Florio, I really hate the idea of we can't hire someone who's great because they might get hired to do something else. Why don't you let them be great? And if you were good, if you were able to hire someone who was great, then that proves to me that you could do it again. Yeah, that, that would be a great situation to have somebody come poach the guy that fixed your offense. Because some of those things that he taught the offense don't leave with the coordinator. That becomes institutional knowledge. Yes. Let well, me give you now let me give you someone that some does teams. fit into, into your binary. It, it never has for this. Who fits into your binary, but I actually think is really good still. Jim Caldwell. He's still working in the NFL. We know that he has had success as not only a coordinator, but as a head coach. Right, that's why. And, I, and at 68, he doesn't want to be a head coach anymore. That's old. That's old and dead. That's, that's, that fits. I, I yeah, said yeah. it fits into hungry, your binary. Yeah. I don't know okay. that he's desperate necessarily. You know what I mean. I, at I, 68, I, you're working because you want to. Or old and semi-retired. That, that, that kind of thing. Now, I'm not a general manager of a football team, and I just gave you five viable names. I'm not, would you would you agree that all five of those guys are better than Luke Getze? Probably. I, I mean, just, that's I, it I, to me. I think that each one of them has a resume that has proven they are better than I'm, Luke Getze. I'm just not throwing a parade for viability. 
Yeah, but you're not throwing a parade for anything. I would, I would, I just thought there'd be more and better and different instead of more bears. Evergreen can statement. You, can you name? Can you name? What if I said Eric what? Bienemy? I like that. I, I like both the track record and the personality type. Hasn't he done enough to earn a head coaching job at probably. this point? Probably. He, he's probably going to wait for a head, head coaching job instead of making a lateral I, move. I mean, I probably. think he made that lateral move to be a head coach. considered for a head coach. And maybe he'll be the head coach where he's the offensive coordinator. Can you name, in the last quarter century, in the last 25 years, the only two Bears coordinators to be on the job more than two years. Ron Turner? Correct. I'm not going to. They weren't in my time here. I know that. No. And you, there's only one other coordinator who had more than two seasons. Mars didn't make it to he, year three, he did he? did not. Tice, no way. Nope. Shoop, no way. Yep. That's he it. He did? Yep. It's Shoop. It was three years of John yeah, Shoop? It was three years what? of What? Three John years Shoup. was this? Is he still fighting the good fight? I think so. Because he, he replaced Gary Croton. Croton replaced Turner, right? Because that was the end of, of Wanstead, and that was the mishired. They, they could only get Croton because of the Geron, of settling for Geron after the McGinnis debacle. And then Croton came in, and Shoop was his underling, and then the Croton thing was over, and then Shoop just did more of the Croton. I want a Shoop, baby. baby. And 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 John Shoop, who now is is he was sort of ahead of his time in fighting for college football players' rights and compensation. He was also a big fan of screens. Oh, very much so. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, are you using them every play? He kind of was. And, and like, are you using them <laughs> well, on third yes, and three? Yes, he kind of yes, was. And yes, are you throwing yes. them really far back yes. behind he the line of scrimmage? Yes. Okay, yes. then he's out. And I also remember asking him in, in the practice field, and because he, he said, "Well, we we have we can well, the way we have arranged our playbook, we can score on any play from anywhere." And I asked him, "Then why don't you?" Yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. Texters who are wanting Josh McDaniels, you no, do not, no, you do not no, want that guy no. in your building toxic. full stop. If there's toxic, one thing, toxic, if there's, toxic. No. If there's one thing the Bears and their adjacent people have always said, it's that, oh, well, so-and-so didn't lose the locker room. So-and-so didn't lose the locker room. This other person didn't lose the locker room. You want to throw that out the window? Yeah, everybody McDaniels hates him. McDaniels is the one. And you can't say anything about the Patriots. Everybody hates him. Like that that's like what Ozzy said about Adam Eaton. No one like you. His players hate him. Everyone around him hates him. Guys, I I am to the point in my life where I'm questioning if even the Adam Eaton trade was good these days. <laughs> like that's I I I know we're not talking Come about on. it. You're, I know. <laughs> You, but like, I, 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 I don't. I only see you guys once a week, pretty much, no, but, and I. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. No. I just love that on a day of massive Bears news, you keep bringing the, us back yeah, to White in, Sox. In the pre-show meeting and during breaks, all they was talking about right. are the White Sox. What is? I mean, what are we doing with this hope that suddenly Garrett Crochet is going to start and you're going to stretch him out? What about his injury profile over the last? Four years has led you to indicate that that's a good idea. He started like in team. college. Oh, 
my word. And how about the fact that Chris Getz essentially called a press conference to beg people to make him offers on Dylan's seats? I'm sorry, but you know what did it for me? You know what really did it? It's that whole Chris Sale retrade. That's what brought me here. You know how many total – guess how many total <laughs> innings Garrett Crochet has thrown in his career. Oh, I think I know this. In his 100. major league to re- career, I'm going to say it's like – I'm going to say it's like 80. Lower. 60. Oh, God. Higher. 63. Higher. 69. 73. Kind of 73 innings in his career. 73 innings in his career. Oh, well, he's a starter. I, it's the Chris Sale trade. It was Chris Sale going to Boston. Oh, okay. That's that will- what – Conclude We're our going White Sox to talk. Atlanta. That's it. We're going to do high noon, right? <laughs> yes, we are going to do <laughs> high noon. We need it. We need high noon. I have a class action lawsuit regarding a candy that of which you speak very highly. Oh no, um, Zach Morris is trash. Oh yeah, yeah. And Zach Morris agrees with you. Self-aware Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. Oh God, the universe is imploding on itself. Um, we talked about the Cubs poster already, so did we you can guys, keep talking about it because I think it's ridiculous. Okay, let's do it. Let's do the meatball thing where we giggle about the, who got real estate on the Cubs convention poster and why. Let's giggle about it because they signed somebody and it's fine. On the score, yeah, I love seafood's black. Let's go, man. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score. I'll be back this way on Monday. We'll settle this then. Right there, out in the street, in front of the Palace Saloon. Yeah, right. When? High noon? Wednesday high noon marks the beginning of the second half of your work week. So Says you. We got that going for you. Well, people with a traditional work week, I would say. The second half of a traditional work week, not you a masochistic traditioners. one. Well, we always tell you what we've been talking about, and our show started with the news that the Bears have decided that Luke Getze is out and Andrew Janoko is out. And now they get to actually fire assistant coaches for being bad at their jobs instead of for being perverts. So it's a step up. They're moving up. They're actually firing them for being bad at their jobs. Hey, step up the to Bears, the streets. If the Bears fired people who were sketchy, for being sketchy, then I applaud that. Of course, but but now they're, they're they're because there's a lot of NFL teams that wouldn't. But they're moving up in the world now. It's, Jim Bob you, Cooter, you're not good enough at your job, and we are moving you along. And so we, but there's a lot of NFL teams who wouldn't do that either. Ray, I only do the show for you and studs. That's it. <laughs> it's appreciated. And I, and I'm 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 just down today. And and Lawrence is blaming me. For, I am for, blaming you for daring to think that Kevin Warren would make a difference in the size of the vision of the Bears. I am blaming you for blaming leaving for facts e- not in evidence, everything. sir. He's, I also dared to dream. We also discussed yeah, the, Lawrence, I said it. the Cubs acquisition. I never learned how to read. <laughs> which, which, which was your favorite non-drug campaign, truth or dare? I learned it from you. Shota we got different ones, Imanaga I think, where I'm from. Yeah. is a yeah. Cub. We discussed that. Mike Florio gave us his thoughts on the Bears and all of the ongoing Aaron Rodgers hideousness. And by the way, Ray Ratto has written a brilliant Ray Ratu! brilliant shout out to Uncle Terry column, a brilliant column about that whole thing with McAfee and Rogers 
and Kimmel saying that it's everybody seems to want the last word in an argument that no one wants to hear. That's just so. <laughs> <laughs> it is so well done. Marie I think he also just describes sports talk radio. For the most part. <laughs> don't tell him the secret. Don't, don't tell him the secret, Oprah. Compliment the machine. Mark Paul Gosseler, who is known as Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris is trash. He is, is trash. He is now playing a character on an NBC show called Found, where he's a serial killer. And someone asked him about what the darkest character he's played is. And here's what Mark Paul Gosseler said. Do you believe that Sir is the darkest role you've ever played? Or does that still belong to Cooper in Dead Man on Campus? I think it belongs to Zach Morris. If you've ever watched Zach Morris's Trash uh, on YouTube, written by Dashiell Driscoll, who is uh, my my podcast co-host, he wrote Zach Morris's Trash. And he's not wrong about a lot of the things that Zach Morris, you know, master manipulator, various activities. I think I was, I was bred to play roles like Sir just because of uh, I started my career playing one of the most notorious uh, characters on, on television. Of course, that's in tongue-in-cheek, but the way that Dashiell exposes Zach for all his uh, his bad behavior, he's not he's not wrong. Oh, no. Zach Morris now is I trash. Now I find him even more attractive for that. Yeah, he gets it. Whole. He was really good on, was it? That NY, was amazing. Was, was it NYPD Blue where he had yes. the, the run? He was very good on that. I think he's a pretty good actor. It seems like a, a, a really good dude. What was that show, Kramer and Bash or something? The like Franklin and Bash. Franklin and yeah. Bash. Thank you. One Man. of my high school buddies was a part of that show. I, I didn't. I didn't always know people like that existed. Franklin and Bash. No, people who get get what their role was, but didn't want to embrace it entirely because it's not who they were, and then were like self aware and listened to other people. It's very interesting, dude. Because the person he plays is not that person at all. Well, it's most active. What did? What did? But it's how most men modern, modern times are rewarded but Killian, by being Zach Morris. Huh? Killian Murphy actually said that the other day about Robert Oppenheimer, that you you cannot judge your character. You can't. There's no way you can become a character, having judged that character before you. Play the role. Walk a Are you mile sure we were shoes? just talking about Aaron Rodgers? Are you sure? Because I know a million men like that. Well, that's, he's not playing a character then. That, Zach that's Morris kind of my point. Trash. Wow. All right. Thank you for that existential moment. Okay, let's have some fun with the Cubs poster. So yesterday, the Cubs released on social media at Cubs their it was music festival type lineup poster for Cubs convention, and the headliners. I, I believe probably reluctantly, the biggest names on there were Craig Council and Jed Hoyer. Then it's Ryan Sandberg, Pat Hughes, Billy Williams, goes down the list. The bottom of the list is hilarious. The very, very smallest print are these names. Pedro Strope, Randley Hundley, Ray Burris, Rick Sutcliffe, Ryan Dempster, Ryan Sweeney, Sean Dunstan, Steve Traxel, Ted Lilly, and Tim Stoddard. But the middle is where it's interesting, guys. The middle. Because... Names you're familiar with are at the top who play for the team. But in the middle, you've got guys like Nick Madrigal, Daniel Palencia, Porter Hodge, Bailey Horn, Ben Brown. And and me being somewhat meatball traditionalist baseball fan, I'm like, how is it that guys like 
Porter Hodge, who is in double A, is getting a higher piece of real estate than, say, Ted Lilly, who has 15 years of service time, or Sean Dunstan, Well, for Ted Lilly also had a couple years of prison time, I think, on there, too, didn't he? But but the point being, like, Ted if Lilly you're bringing these back. Yeah, was, remember he had the, the, the fake RV business? Oh, wow. He was doing something where he was... I thought you were just going to talk about him slamming his glove down. Well, it was down. the famous glove slam. No, Ted Ted ran into some post-career issues. Did he get a PPP loan? Maybe something like that. But look, Jose Quas. Your guy. That's Ho- your man. Jose Quas is well above Kerry Wood, Leon Durham, like Manny Trio. That guy was an all-star. Sean Dunstan is in the Cubs Hall of Fame. Ran- Randy Hundley? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On the very bottom? He like, did not go to jail, Dan. Ted Lilly? No, well, he, he was charged. Oh, wait, what was he the accepted charge? A, he was charged with vehicle insurance fraud. That's what it was. And accepted a plea bargain to pay a $2,500 fine and did 250 hours of community service. Okay. I right, have so some he news. Served, he served his time. Do you have some breaking news? It's not really breaking if it's news about news, right? Okay. That's, okay, so. Am I out? Have I been fired? I guess it's a time for the Bears press conference. Indeed. Two o'clock today? Does that sound good? Three o'clock, two o'clock mountain time, if you're into that sort of thing. Don't do the time zone things oh, no, on no. this show. Not for our guests. <laughs> we Wait, can't what? get it right. Oh, our guests can't figure out time zones. What happened? <laughs> every- hey, that, that's, that's by the way, I, I make it very oh, no. clear to everybody no, Ray, about the time zone. No, we know zones. it's not your fault. I know you know. Ray, but- Ray includes a separate document explaining the Hold concept on. of time zones. Is I include be- a map. Is it because uh, everybody's iPhone you are defaults here. to Greenwich are Mean here. Time or something? <laughs> You know, I don't know. I think people what's just UTC? struggle. Isn't that Greenwich Mean Time? I think Lawrence is onto it. I think people just struggle with it for some reason. I think we had Schlereth and Sean King, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not no. And it was laid out as clear as it could possibly be in the English language. I mean, I will say this. Central Time Zone is where it's at. I think Schlereth is just thrown off because Mountain Time Zone is so weird. It is. That doesn't explain Sean King. A woman in Tampa, Florida, is seeking class action status for a lawsuit against the Hershey Company. Why? After after the packaging, after the packaging for its peanut butter pumpkins, a favorite of yours. Yes. And mine. Want the tree and the Easter egg too. Left a sour taste in her mouth. Cynthia Kelly filed a proposed class action complaint in federal court accusing the company of falsely representing some of its Reese's peanut butter products. The woman's beef with the candy started when hey. she paid four forty nine for a pack of the pumpkin-shaped Reese's at an Aldi. Okay. Because she assumed the product contained a cute-looking carving of the pumpkin's mouth and eyes as pictured on the product packaging. She did. On the outside of the packaging. She's right. It does make it look like the eyes and mouth are carved like you're what, just gonna shove it into your mouth, it's, though. It's, uh, unless you're using it as decoration or something. It's delicious. But what what Dr. Steve Brule would call a jackum lantern. So upon opening one of the treats, <laughs> she discovered the product was fully covered with chocolate, with none of the detailed carving she claimed inspired her to buy the product. Get out of here! She said she never would have purchased the pumpkins had she known they were just pumpkin-shaped Reeses and didn't actually but have the pumpkin face. But they're not, though. They're more than that. They're, they're they finally get the peanut butter chocolate ratio. So this right. woman was a mark for Lionel Hutt's attorney at law. Is that so what happened here? So the petition accuses Hershey of trying to convince people to buy the pumpkin peanut butter candy by means of untrue, misleading, deceptive, and or fraudulent representations, but she's not stopping with pumpkins. Her lawsuit would seek damages for all Floridians who purchased deceptive products, including Florida, White Ghost, Peanut Butter Bats, and Peanut Butter Footballs. 
footballs. And in seeking class action status, the filing claim damages would exceed $5 million. No comment from Hershey. And she actually did say that she is has, she does have a problem with the design, but she admits the taste is, quote, quite nice, unquote. Okay, I have a solution. What? We will take all of the not artistic Reese's off your hands. We will. Yep. yep. For no charge, we will. We will happily. I'll pay shipping take and handling. them and store them for you. And Reese's can start again. Hershey, in this case, and we will just have them. Let's do that. Yes. But let's let's do that after we get Layla's thoughts about the Bears. I just have some questions. Okay. We'll try and answer them next here on the Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.